Boys and girls, this show, as always, is brought to us by our good friends at the Original Music School of Morristown, shaping young minds for over 15 years. And right now, they really need your help. You want to tell us a little about that? A little bit about that, Dylan. Yeah, we got a we got a GoFundMe going on. Uh, I wish I wish we didn't have to, but we did. We we haven't gotten any help from the uh, the feds or the state or the state. Um, so luckily we've had we've had people people like use use guys helping us out, donating some money to help us cover the rent and utilities. You know all that all that stuff that that goes behind the scenes and if if you'd like to check that out uh just look for save the original music school on gofundme we'll also post a link at the bottom of this because it is a url that uh you will never remember http backslash colon www.gofundme.com forward slash G6 percent sign 9H. Never mind. I think you got it. <laughs> That's most of it. <laughs> At least the first the first fifth of it. But yeah, every, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps, guys. Even we, even just a share to keep to keep uh, to keep original music alive to to keep the next generation of musicians uh, engaged and, and and loving the art. We uh, we we do that. We do we do humbly ask for your help, guys. So if you can and, and you would. Please donate to the Original Music School's uh, uh, GoFundMe page. And I'm glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. Now let's have some fun. So give, give us money. Give me your money. <laughs> give me your give me your money. <laughs> okay. All right. We are planning on doing a photo book of, of everybody who donates at the end. That would be cool. When That'd we be... when we can put our arms around people again, right. we'll have a we'll have a little a little uh, touchy feely photo shoot. Here's hoping that day comes sooner rather than later. Yes. All right. Um... How you doing, Dale? Doing all right. Yeah, a little, bit, a little bit tired. Yeah, it's been a it's been a long uh, long few days for me. Um, had a couple gigs over the weekend, and they went pretty good. Uh, sold oh. some, sold some CDs. Oh, uh, my my EP is just about just about ready for download purchase on on the interwebs. Uh, if you go to my website www.nickkeena.com, you'll find out more information about that. Um, just click on the top left button and you'll see the link for the EP and you can listen to it on YouTube. You can listen to it on Spotify, I believe now, and more, mm-hmm. more platforms will be added as, uh, as the weeks go on. Uh, so yeah, but if you want to come to one of my shows, you could just pick up a copy, which is, hey. which is nice. And, uh, but yeah, I, um, my week kind of took a, a, a weird left turn. Um, last week, uh, I lost a very dear friend of mine uh, to a battle, his battle with cancer. Uh, my friend Dave Scally, um, he passed away, and me and me and the band were planning on going down to the hospice where he was uh, where he was staying, and they were they were so kind to him down there too. Um, Center Center for Hope, uh, they did they were so kind. Um, but we had scheduled to go down on July 11th and play. In, like on their back patio and play a set for Dave and for any of the other patients that would uh, would want to want to be there. And Dave Dave didn't make it uh, to July 11th. He didn't make it to uh, to his birthday. His birthday was actually just this past Saturday. But um, 
it was weird. Uh, two weeks ago or, or so, I was on the phone with him. We were talking about the show, and he was all excited, and we're going back and forth. And if you knew Dave, the way I know Dave, um, you know, he's a ball buster. And I asked him if he had any requests for our show that we were going to do for him. And, and like like a jerk, he said, play Freebird. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I said, okay. And I haven't played Freebird out ever. I've never played that song out because it's one of, it's one of the rules of, of gigging musicians, mm-hmm. cover, like cover bands especially, don't play Freebird. You don't play Stairway. You don't play Hotel California. You just don't. <laughs> um, and, and, but he said he wanted us to play Freebird. And I was like, oh, okay. And I said, yes. And he he didn't make it to, to the show, and uh, I, I I felt really bad about that. And I, I had a gig on Friday night, and I played Freebird. For Dave, and all by myself, you know, just the the shortest version of Freebird you ever heard in your life. Mm. And as I was getting to the end of the song, my PA cut out, like turned on and off, or turned on, off and on, off and on, off and on three times, and then it was fine. And I'm not a I'm not a superstitious person. I'm not what you'd call a spiritual person. But if there are such things as ghosts and stuff, I think Dave was 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 listening. And when I got to the end of the song, he was like, "Okay, that's enough. Click, 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 click. That's, all right, all right, that's enough. That's enough of that. All right, you, you, all right, you're off the hook. Thank you. All right, that's enough of that. Now play some dead. So, who knows, man? It was so weird. It was such a weird thing, man. But um, but yeah. So here's 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 to you, Dave. All right. We miss you, buddy. Mm. We've got a very special guest on the show today, kids. Erica Sugar, whom you've probably met at one of my open mic nights, a fantastic singer-songwriter. She's also uh, she's also a high school science teacher. She won Teacher mm-hmm. of the Year for for this school year at her high school. Get actually. out of town. Yeah, pretty. She's a she's a smart lady. All right, she's a smart lady. She's not a, she's not a fart lady. She's a smart lady <laughs> for sure. So. How are you doing, Dylan? How was your, how's your week been? You, you, I know you're a little tired today, but you've, yeah, you've been dealing with the with the with with trying to get the loans and, and doing the paperwork yeah, for the school a, and stuff. The whole thing. Um, I, I actually cooked. I cooked way too much <laughs> last night. I uh, well, it, it all started a couple nights ago. I was I was making some sauce for this fish that I that I made, which didn't really turn out all that great. So I was already feeling a little bit down on myself, and then. I was like, all right, well, maybe I'll, I've got all this peanut butter. What do I do with it? Maybe I'll make like a Thai peanut sauce. And and um, I accidentally poured way too much soy sauce into into the pan and had to basically quadruple the entire thing. So I have all this peanut sauce, <laughs> nothing to do with it yet. So I went out last night and I bought I bought some rice noodles and some chicken and and peppers and and, and garlic. And uh, and limes, limes is very good. Also, now, ooh, you're I, talking fresh garlic. Oh hell yeah, yeah boy, yeah okay. yeah. Not not even the cloves in the box. Like I like I like I bought I bought like a garlic thing. I peeled it with my own hands. I even ate. There's an easier way to do that. How than peeling it with your hands? You, uh, if you have a mason jar, mm-hmm. just put the put the garlic, just put the whole thing in a mason jar t- and tie. You know, put the lid on mm-hmm. and just shake it. Really? Yeah. Just the, the the action of that will just knock majority of the peely shit off oh. of the garlic. Yeah, well, I, learned that, I learned that trick from an old Italian guy like years ago. Makes sense. Yeah, well, that's all part of the fun. You know, was, uh, I don't really Getting know. Getting all what, stanky. Yeah, I don't, and I don't really know what I'm doing either. <clears throat> and oh, I bought I bought some wasabi sauce. Also, that Ooh, was that was wasabi. Cool. That was that's good. that's good stuff. I like wasabi. So long story short, um, 
I, I spent all night making this thing. And now, now I have a bastardized uh, pad thai to eat for probably the next week. Nice. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Look at that. It's moose show time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? I guess let's get Eric in here. What do you think? I think that's a good idea. Let's get Eric in here, all right? Hey, Erica! Anyway. <laughs> Boys and girls, our guest today, give it up for Miss Erica Sugar. All right. How's it going, Erica? Hi, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. It's great to have you in here. Thanks for asking me. Yeah, well, I'm really excited. You got an EP coming out, and, and you've got, uh, you've got uh, some singles you're working on right now. So I figured we'd come in and have, you know, just have a little chit-chat with you and let the listeners, our tens and tens of listeners, <laughs> know, know all about you. Sweet. So where'd you, uh, where did you grow up? I grew up in Lincoln Park, New Jersey. Okay. Not too far from here. Yeah. Very cool. So uh, what high school did you go to then? That's Booten. Went to Booten High? Yeah. Right on. Very yeah. cool. What was, um, what, was high, what was high school like for you? High school, well, I played sports. I was really into field hockey. Cool. Um, was not artistic at all in high school. I was when I was younger, and I played instruments when I was younger. I maybe was messing around with piano while I was in high school, but I kind of got like sidetracked by boys. And like trying to be popular and, and trying the, to be cool and, and like, like just enjoying high school. Yeah, I was just you know like partying by the railroad tracks. Like I just you know I was listening to lots of music, but was not playing lots of music in high school. Well, how old were you when you like pick, like what's your earliest memory of a musical instrument in your hands? Well, you know I played flutophone like when everyone else did, yeah. right? And I played. <laughs> they taught us the Star Wars theme, but. I started playing French horn in like fifth grade because my family didn't have that much money back then and I wanted to play something cool like flute. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what little kids think are cool. But uh, I, they had a free French horn just sitting there and I, he's like, you can play this. If your parents won't rent you an instrument, you can play the French horn. And I'm like, okay. So I played the French horn for a couple of years, but I quit because whenever I got on the school bus with that big case, all the older boys would go, tuba, tuba, tuba. <laughs> and uh, I was like, it's not a tuba. And I got so mad, I quit. <laughs> boys are dumb. Kids, I don't know, kids like, you know, kids in junior high and high school, they, they can tend to get a little just shitty. It happens, but... You know, but I don't know. So, <laughs> it so, wasn't that cool. It sounded, you know, someone professional playing a French horn's awesome, but it mostly sounded like a dying elephant when I played it. <laughs> my my first instrument was the trumpet in like in fourth or fifth grade, and I didn't stick with it. I just didn't. That's okay. Um, I just I just didn't stick with it because I I, don't know, I wanted to play guitar and I but I didn't. My dad played bass. There wasn't really a guitar in the house. I just kind of, so just kind of, I kind of like let it go to the wayside for a bit. I didn't start playing instruments until I was about fourteen, um, a little late. Considering, I mean, I know Dylan. Dylan was a lot younger than I was when he started playing instruments. Mm-hmm. You, and you started with saxophone, right, Dylan? Yep, third grade. Third grade, and he's, and then he stuck with it, and then guitar and all that other stuff. He's a little, he's our little uh, prodigy ch- yeah, child yeah. here. Oh shucks. <laughs> So, um, and where'd you go to college? Uh, I went to Lehigh in cool. Pennsylvania, yeah. That's a cool little spot. Gotcha. Yeah, Bethlehem was cool. I actually caught lots of music and 
Uh, well, they do that music fest every year. Yeah, I, I used to work at that music fest, but there was a bar in uh, Bethlehem called the Fun House that had like open mic and live music all the time. Right. And I made a lot of friends who played music. My, my first boyfriend that I lived with was a, mu- a working musician. He played out like every night and I would go with him to his gigs. Um, and I, I started playing guitar while I was at Lehigh. I went on like a geology trip one of the summers. It was like a a six-credit course, Geology of the Rocky Mountains, and a couple of the people there had guitars, and I kept borrowing them, and then I bought one when I got home. Yeah. yeah. What, was your, what, what was your first guitar? A Washburn, like a $150 guitar. Right on. <laughs> I like Washburns. Yeah, it was oh, okay. Man. I mean, it worked for a while. I used, I uh, got it, I think it was Robbie's Music in Butler on 23. I think it was a Robbie's. I'm not sure. But I remember getting it, and the first song I learned when I got home was Pigs on the Wing by Pink Floyd. Nice. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I, think, I think the first song I learned, uh, first song I learned on bass was Paranoid by Black Sabbath. Just all, you know, just easy, you know, just easy thumping thud chords. Um, I think the first Floyd song I learned was, yeah, it was probably Wish You Were Here. Mm-hmm. That was on mandolin. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> And now, um, so, so like, when did you like start to take songwriting a little bit more seriously? Well, I've been writing songs since then. And like, I always wrote, so I actually wrote songs when I was younger too. Cause at some point I don't really know how old I was. Um, I sang when I was little too. Like I sang in, in music class and they pulled me out of class for like a special music class to sing and I remember doing solos on stage and stuff um and my mom got me a piano at some point and I I wrote music on there but there wasn't word it was just instrumental right and I did that when I was young I'm not sure what age range that was I think elementary school like I would just mess around and I taught myself to read music like I could play the right and left hand on a piano just by like counting the letters and figuring it out you know and then memorizing like it wasn't like I could sight read but I could figure it out and but that wasn't that fun to me like I never really liked to just learn songs that were already written I just like to make them up Hmm. so um I did that when I was little but I started writing songs when I got a guitar like that's really all I did with guitar I took it two semesters at Lehigh like I took basic lessons and I got like a chord sheet and I got some song books, but I mostly just, I would just get bored practicing songs that were already written. And I just always wrote songs and it became something that I just always did. But even when I lived with a musician, like he, he wasn't allowed to hear my songs. Like I kept them, they were mine. Like I just did it for myself and I did it when I was by myself. And I did that for years. I did it from when I was 19 until about when you met me. About so, two Novembers ago, yeah. Yeah, about, yeah. About. I just played on my couch for years and years. So it was, was it like a fear of criticism? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely scared, but I never, I guess I fantasized about one day playing them in front of people, but it wasn't for other people. It was kind of a way that I just processed my emotions, you know, mm-hmm. like I just did it because I liked to do it. And I even recorded, like I would record on my MacBook, um... I remember buying some weird track thing years ago and, like, recording myself on that. I don't even remember what it was. But uh, I just never – and once in a while after I recorded, I would play them for people just to hear what they said. Mm-hmm. 
but I would get so nervous. Like with them just listening to recorded music, I would be like sweating and like so worried about like what they would say. It was mostly the lyrics. I was never really worried about the music part, about what people would say. Well, maybe that's not true either. I was just scared. Like, I was scared, you know, because it's like your lyrics are like your personal feelings. And I'm like really honest in my lyrics. And it's like, you know, you always wonder what people are going to say. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's, it's especially like the, the songs I've heard you play at the open mic nights and the jams. You, you, you're very autobiographical. It's, you know, there's, it's, it's, you're, you're bearing your soul and your, in, in, in your storytelling. You know, like some of the songs I've written are kind of, are semi-autobiographical. I kind of try and take a bit of myself out of the character of the story, just so I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but you really, like, it's like one of those things I, I, I picked up on immediately listening to your stuff, your original stuff, was it is very personal. So I can, I can understand why you would be a little bit apprehensive to put that out there because you are really just r- ripping your rib cage open. You're, you're, you're exposing your heart to the world and I I really appreciate listening to it because it's because it's so honest and it's so and it's and it's and it doesn't come from a mean place. It comes from a, just an honest place. And so I'm, I'm you know I don't like you know but I but the songs that I have written that are auto that are very autobiographical. They they they're some of the ones that take the longest for me to record. Mm-hmm. And 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 when we did the when when I did my Spanakopita album back in 2014. There were there were a lot of songs that I withheld because I didn't I wasn't comfortable sharing right. it with with my bandmates like there was yeah. just too personal, and it was you know so I can totally I can totally understand that it's wild yeah it's wild so how so and and you teach now right you and you, you teach physics yeah I've been teaching high school science for eighteen years wow mm. where do you teach at Wayne Hills Wayne Hills and you just got teacher of the year this, I did, this I did. year that's really really something that's really thanks, cool thanks thanks yeah. it was a lovely honor yeah really and well and and especially i mean this year is so unlike any other mm-hmm. year for so many reasons <laughs> you know i i i have i have uh, my sister's a nurse my mother's a nurse i know it's been really stressful on them but as a teacher what would, like what were what like, how did you guys finish up the year it was all online. I only teach AP classes. So the AP exams are the first week in May. So, mm-hmm. you know, when quarantine started, I had already finished all the material because the college board decided to cut the last two units off. So I was done teaching the stuff they needed for the exam. So I just had them reviewing and doing practice questions online. And then after that, I taught the material that they they didn't get just so that they would learn it. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm, like, fine. It was fine online. I, I know some teachers were really freaking out, but I'm, like, kind of tech-savvy, so it was cool. I mean... And the, and the kids were receptive? I and- have such smart kids. My kids are, like, little geniuses. <laughs> like, they were, like, on there. Like, if I forgot to post something, they'd be like, can you please post the review sheet for the... Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> On it, I'm on it. <laughs> they're checking. They're checking you. Yeah, you're, check, you're checking them. They're checking you. That's fine. No. Yeah, we did some Zoom stuff. I I had like some past graduates who are majoring in physics come back to a Zoom meeting and talk to all of them. And like I think, That's cool. you know, we did some cool stuff. But I think all those kids just want to be in person. Most of them. There was good things about being home, like sleeping late. 
right. and whatever. But, you know, for I feel bad for them. I, I can't even imagine in high school being quarantined like that and not being able to see your friends every day. Yeah, and I, I do, I've got a lot, a lot of empathy for, you know, the seniors this year. Yeah. Just, you know, not being able to get the the ceremony, the, the, the big the big congr- congratulatory pat on the back that they deserve because high school is a pain in the ass and to come and to come out of it on top is, you know, it's not an easy task these days. There's so much to, to, to distract kids these days. There's so much to take their, take their, uh, you know, or their attention away from what's important. And, you know, I, like, I feel like, oh, like when I was growing up, we didn't, you know, we didn't have nearly as many distractions. I mean, no, it's pretty intense. I mean, my, my students are so intense. I'm like, God. So I tell a lot of them to stop studying so much. I'm like, you guys need to have more fun. Like, I mean, these are really, really, really smart kids, but they're so cut through. And they think, like, if they don't get into this college, like, their life is going to be destroyed. And I'm uh, like, it really doesn't yeah. matter where you go. It doesn't. Man, as long hate as to you, tell you. <laughs> no, it, like, it, it, does, it does and it doesn't. Yeah. Like, you know, it's your education is what you make of it, and what what you get out of it is what you put into it. So the kids that are super smart always want to get the most out sure. of what they're putting into. Sure, yeah, that's, that's, they're, they're, I mean, they're good. That's, you know, you gotta, you, you, you know, you have to admire that ambition, but at the same time, you know, like, read a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> I just, it's just so different Go than what I walk. was at their age. Yeah. Like I can't even imagine caring about my schoolwork as much as they do. I mean, I'm, I appreciate that they do because it's the stuff I'm assigning them. But if it was me, I wouldn't have been doing it. <laughs> So what are you doing, um, like with your spare time? Because we've got, we've all got so much of it right now. Aside from working on the on the music, like what are you doing to kids like kill time on a daily basis? Um, I do yoga. Uh, I, I'm a yoga teacher also, and that's been shut down. It's right. starting back up. I'm going to teach outdoor yoga starting yeah, next week. Yeah, I saw week. that thing in, um, but, uh, in Bhutan, right? I would take in some yoga on Zoom a few times a week. I. Uh, I don't know. I've been busy. I've been cooking a lot. I've been hanging out with Jerry. I've been playing music all the time. I mean, that's really what I'm doing. I've been playing constantly. Like, I wrote seven songs in the past three months. Nice. Very cool. And I'm just, we practice a lot. That's cool. We kind of hooked up with this other, uh, with uh, this guy, Scott. Scott McNamara. I don't know if you know him. Um, yeah, yeah. I he's do, been, I do know Scott. He's been joining us in uh, for percussion. So we had a couple, a couple three, three person band practices uh-huh. getting ready, playing on my deck. That's cool. You've been seeing your horse. Yeah, I go to see my horse once or twice a week. Right sure. on, leave yeah. on. Yeah, he's that fine. was we weren't allowed there for a little bit either, but that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah like just as they're starting to lift things, certain things like you know, I can go, I can go see my grandmother. Finally, so my, me and my girlfriend are going to go see my grandmother. It's been it's been four months since I've seen her. It's been four months since I've seen either of them. So we're planning that trip. You know, I'm excited. I'm excited about that. I was really bummed out though because I had just announced today, well, like the day we're recording this, that we were going to start the open mics back up at at the exchange. Bummer. And not I don't know two hours after I post the the thing on Instagram and on Facebook, Governor Murphy puts out an announcement saying that restaurants are closed for indoor dining indefinitely. I'm like, oh. Uh. I shouldn't have posted it. I shouldn't have posted it. <laughs> so, um, so with the new EP, you're uh, and well with this, with the singles that you're working on right now. What uh, you've got, you're working with with my bass player, my producer Victor Phillips. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, he just he's in the middle of working on the first song that I sent the sent him. I just I've been coming here uh, once a week 
we've come three times now right to record. And I just recorded some old songs the past three weeks that I never recorded. Um, did you record Levon? I did. We recorded Levon. Yeah. I put the new version on SoundCloud. It's really, really cool. Um, sounds good with bass. Oh, yeah. And Jerry did some backup vocals, which nice. make it sound awesome, too. Um, yeah, but I'm going to start, like, all, the seven, the six or seven songs I wrote in quarantine are all just, like, a coherent unit. I was going to, my original plan was to just make an album this summer with all the songs I have, because I have, like, three hours of original material. Um, but then I wrote all these songs, and they're definitely, like, a coherent unit. Like, they all go together. So I think I'll just start with that. Well, yeah, and then you know, you've got, and then you've got that back catalog of of, of stuff. Right. You could just start releasing like a single, mm-hmm. uh, like every other month or once a month or something, which is kind of what I'm going to be starting to do mm-hmm. after the once once because now my EP's out. The next thing is the single for July, single for August, single for September, and then another EP in October. And congrats so, on your EP; it's awesome. You. I yeah. love it. It always it was a lot of fun doing it. When we and we recorded quite a bit of it right here at OMS as well. Mm-hmm. Some of it was recorded in. A pantry in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Not kidding. <laughs> you were you were hunkered down in we Pittsburgh were, yeah, for we a were, while. We yeah. were stuck there, so it was like you know, I was like I just got to make the best of it. I was going kind of I was going a little stir crazy, so made the best of it and just kind of took a bunch of yoga mats and beach towels and made a soundproof booth out of her pantry. <laughs> nice. Yeah, <laughs> and I, it worked. I feel like I was lucky with this quarantine. I was in a brand new relationship, brand new band. And the person I'm in the relationship with is the band. So yeah. like, and Jerry's, I, Jerry's a great player. Oh yeah, he's every, really talented. Every time he's come to my, uh, come to one of my open mic nights, it, it just puts a smile on my face because I know I'm going to hear something really cool. And he's got that sweet old Gibson guitar. Oh man, he's cool. I was really jazzed when I heard you two when you two guys got together. Yeah, it so nice. it it, we're, it was lucky because it was like perfect timing. Like I didn't feel like I was being kept from anything. It was like kind of romantic and, yeah, and whatever. <laughs> Love in time of quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> well, you should hear the songs. <laughs> oh, I, I can't wait. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm really, really looking forward to it. And you wanted to, we wanted to have you play uh, play a song here today too. Do you have yeah. something you feel like doing? I'll, I'll play one of those. Yeah, right I'll play one of the ones I just. I'll play the last one I wrote actually from All right, two cool. weeks ago. Yeah. Right on. You feeling good? Yeah. Feel good, mm-hmm. Dylan? How you feeling? Good. I'm feeling good. All right, guys. Give us one second. We're gonna get Erica set up. All right. All right, kids. We're gonna bring Erica in here. She's gonna she's getting her guitar right now. She's gonna do an original song right here. This one's called. She's actually she's gonna do two original songs for us today. Get out of town. Ah, well, I know we got a double header right here. We're so lucky. She's so kind and she's so great. And she did these two. She is kind. She's gonna do these in one take. We're just gonna let her go. So here comes the first song. This is this is one she just wrote. It's called No Guarantees.
always told you I can see your eyes but can't read your mind Can butterflies move through the air? Cause a hurricane to form somewhere out there. Not sure, not sure that's fair. And though I can't make you no promises, boy, I think. This song's called Catholic Boyfriend in the Flames. Bread on 
Well, that was a really, really fun little interview we got to do with her. I, I've, I've, I've known her for, I've known Erica for a couple of years now. She started coming to the open mics, and I've watched her. You know, it's really cool to see, you know, you and you see it too with the, at the shows that you host. You know, it's mm-hmm. cool to see. Well, even at your play. open yeah. mics, too. Well, I've, I've seen these people. You, do see, the same you know, just, it's it's so cool to see them develop, and and her especially just because she is such a passionate and autobiographical singer songwriter mm. i really i've really always enjoyed her stuff because it because like i said you know like i was saying to her earlier it's she's she's just so honest in what she says and i've always really admired that so that was a really that was a really fun show mm-hmm. that was really cool and we got two songs out of her yeah and you can find her stuff if you um if you go she has a soundcloud page called erica lee that's e-r-i-k-a Lee, but there are a few girls named Erica Lee on the SoundCloud. So if you go, if you just go to her Facebook page, you could uh, and and you know I'm sure if you if you're friends with us on Facebook, then you're friends with Erica as well. If you go to her Facebook page, you can find her uh, her link to her SoundCloud, and she's got some original stuff up there that you guys are really really going to enjoy. And uh, she's also going to be at the Boot and Farmers Market this weekend. Hey and, now, and check so check the Boot and Farmers Market uh, schedule because they're they're doing entertainment all season long. Right on. So that's another spot to check her out at. So thanks again to Erica for coming in. Dylan, thanks for thanks for as always being the, the producer with the deucer. And the uh I don't know what the hell that means. I just made it up. Does it mean you have a big butt? Um you tell me. I guess it does. <laughs> Bitch mother, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's going on the t shirts. All right, kids. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you guys next time. Folks, you've been listening to you good. Podcast for musicians by musicians, hosted by Nick Kina and produced by Dylan Jacobus. Special thanks to our guest today, Erica Sugar, and thank you to our listeners, you guys, the people keeping us alive. If you can spare a dime, please donate to the GoFundMe we have going on right now called Save the Original Music School, which is the place where we record all this stuff. Stay safe. Stay healthy, keep on keeping on.